Welcome to Maranatha Teaching Podcast. I'm your host, Femi Fenoyo. We have joined a series that I've been doing on Maranatha YouTube teaching channel titled The Bible. We have joined the series at the beginning of another season, which we have titled The Story of the Whole Bible. Genesis chapter 1, we read verse 27. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. Genesis chapter 2 verse 7. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nursery the breath of life. And man became a living soul. Psalm 8 verses 3 and 4. When I consider thy heavens and the work of thy fingers, the moon and the stars which thou hast ordained, what is man? What is humanity? What is men and women? What is man that thou art mindful of him, and the son of man that thou visited him? So we are looking into this question. Now what we are doing at the moment is this. We, we are looking into the nature of man. So God created man. And there are, we, we notice that there are five way in which the creation of man differs significantly from previous creation of animals and plants before it. And we are using these five different ways as a springboard actually for us to understand something about man. And some of these things is helping us to answer that question, what is man? Just like when we read Genesis chapter 1 verse 1, we saw something of the inner and internal working and nature of God. As we go through and as we study this Genesis chapter 1 verses 26 and 27, and as we look at the special care that God you know, invested in the creation of man is actually helping us to see something of the nature of God. So as we look at these differences, we are looking at the significance, we are looking at the issue that this raises for us. And this is actually helping us to understand something about the nature of man and something about the significance of man. And overall, obviously, something about the role that man is going to play in this unfolding story, obviously, is in his relationship with God. So these five different ways in which the creation of man is differ significantly from other creation before it. We have we, we list the five and now we are on number three and four. If we say number one, there was a divine conference. There was a divine council that preceded the creation of man. Number two, we spent some time on number two. We said the creation of man was unique because his body was formed out of the dust. And then God breathed into him the breath of life and man became a living soul. And that number two actually flow nicely into number three and four, which is where we are at the moment. Number three is that the sexes of mankind were not created simultaneously like God did when he was creating, you know, animals. And when God said, let there be animals, both sexes came out at the same time. But when God created man, God actually got his hand dirty. Rather than God say, let it be. No. God came and formed his body with his hand out of the dust. And then God breathed into him the breath of life. And man became a living soul. But then God did something. God then took the rib from man. And from that rib, and we're going to look into that a little bit. So that's why I'm not going into detail. He made a woman. God could have spoken both of them into being like he did the animal, but he didn't do that. Also, God could have created the, the, the body of the man and the woman <laughs> at 
at the same time and then breathe into it the bread of life and then they will have both been alive but god didn't do that god created the man first and god took the woman out of the man what what is the significance of that and that is telling us something that is really really very 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 important okay and number four and we saw that unlike the animals when everything was after his kind we saw that god designated humanity by sexuality god created them male and female three and four are really together that's why i'm, I'm taking them together and finally genesis chapter one explicitly stated that mankind alone was created in the image of god today we want to talk about gender and about sexuality like when i was rounding up the last time i said in years past it used to be very simple okay the gender and sexuality used to be very simple we know who a man is we know who a woman is we know what is the meaning of sexuality but we have self-inflicted confusion we have slept self we have self-inflicted and self-introduced confusion into the con- conversation now that if you want a world war <laughs> just talk about sexuality and just talk about gender now we don't even know who is a man we don't know who is a woman apparently we couldn't know <laughs> Who is a man or who is a woman? When we talk about maleness and femaleness, it is essentially and primarily related to the physical part of human being, of man, of woman. So gender is related to the physical, material part of man and woman. When we talk about our soul and when we talk about our spirit, there is no gender. When we talk about the fact that somebody is a male and somebody is a female, we are talking as it relates to our physical body, our physique. Now, there are other things that that then bring on, obviously, because of our physique, of our body, there are issues with physical hormones and how that impacts then on our physical body and how that impacts on our soul and our spirit. When we talk about our inner man, our heart, our soul and our spirit, there is no gender. And that is very, very important for us to establish. Now, I want to show you how our physical body develops when we are in our mother's womb. So that is a fetus in the mother's womb. I want you to understand that the natural end result of a physical body for every fetus will be for every single one of us to actually look like a female. Now, what happens is that in the process of growth, there is an hormone, there is an intervention in that process that actually for a man that stops that process, that stops the breast of a man to actually go on and develop like that of a woman, or that also sp- allow man to have the external sexual character of a man. So there is, there is, that process is arrested by the intervention of some process in the fetus body that then allow the body of a man to appear like a man and the body of a woman to appear like a woman. There are some medical conditions where there are some people that are genetically men. But this process failed so that even though they are men, they actually have the body of a woman. Now, they are genetically men. They are men. But because this intervention did not take place, their body actually went on 
to be like a woman body. Now, it is important for me to establish this because of some of the confusion that we are seeing in our world today. So let's go back. After that brief interlude <laughs> talking about medicine, God created two, two genders. God created two genders and two genders alone. God created Adam and Eve. God created he and she. We have a situation now where people are saying they are not he and they are not she. Some people want us to call them they. Some people has call, want us to call them different pronouns. But Genesis chapter 1 Genesis chapter 1, verse 26, verse 27, moving forward to Genesis chapter 2, God created two genders. God created only two genders. God created male and female. God created he and she. The Bible says in Genesis chapter 1, verse 27, male and female created he, them. God did not create two genders, three genders, four genders. No. God created two genders. Male and female. We are talking about the story. Now, there have been some corruption of the story. There have been some people that want to wrestle the story. There have been situations of some people that want to rewrite the story. But this is the story. The story is that male and female, God created them. And we have said that the difference is only in our current material physical body. The, the primary difference between this male and this female is actually where in their physical body. That we are not male and female in our soul. We are not male and female in our spirit. In fact, we better read a couple of scriptures. Galatians chapter 3 from verse 27. For as many of you as have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ, there is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither bond nor free. There is neither male nor female. For you are all one in Christ Jesus. We are reading Matthew chapter 22 from verse 28. Therefore, in the resurrection, these are the Sadducees asking question. Whose wife shall, whose wife shall she be of the seven? For they all had her. Now, pay attention to the Lord Jesus answered. The Lord Jesus answered and said unto them, You do err, you are in error. Not knowing the scripture nor the power of God. We've been to that verse before, verse 30. For in the resurrection, they neither marry nor are given in marriage, but are as the angel of God in heaven. In resurrection, there's no male, there's no female, there's no marriage, there's no gender. They are like the angels of God. And the angels of God, the angels of God in heaven don't have gender. Our gender identity is actually as a consequence of our physical material world. Now let's read first Peter. We are going to read first Peter. And in, in, in first Peter the the Peter was writing to the to the church and he was he was writing to to those people that are facing challenges and that are being persecuted and he was talking about you know us living as Christian in, in the middle of this you know, challenges and, and, and darkness that is, you know, you know, surrounding us. And then in the middle of that, he was talking about Sarah. And this is what, let's read that. So First Peter chapter 3, verses 6 and 7. Even as Sarah obeyed Abraham, calling him Lord, whose daughter ye are as long as, you, 
as long as you do well and are not afraid with any amazement. Likewise, you husband, dwell with them according to knowledge, giving honor unto the wife as unto the weaker vessels, as being heir together of the grace of life, that your prayer be not hindered. Now, this is very, very important that I establish some of these things. Okay. The first thing I'm establishing is that, number one, God created only two genders. And that these two genders, the male and the femaleness, is actually is, is in our physical, material being. Now, we need to understand and recognize the effect of this physical structure and its attending hormone on the whole being, on the, on the whole man or the whole woman as a unit. Yes, remember, we are looking at number three and four. Now, this is very, very important. That man and that woman that is standing in front of you, the only reason why one is a man and one is a woman is because of their physical body. And the Bible only knows of two genders. But the Bible does recognize the influence of the attending hormones that, and, and the, the, the different structure in their body, the influence that that exerts on the organism itself. Remember what we said that even though man has three parts, that each part can influence the other two. Remember, we are talking about the physical body. We are going to talk about sexual orientation in a bit because we are talking about three and four together. Maybe if I don't get to the sexual orientation today, we'll take it up the next time. But what I'm saying is that it is true that the fact that the physical body of a man differs from the physical body of a woman, it is true that that does have implication on the whole being. And that is what First Peter was telling us in First Peter chapter 3, I mean chapter 3 verses 6 and 7, when he talks about Sarah, and then he said, Likewise, you husband, dwell with your wife according to knowledge, giving honor unto the wife as unto the weaker vessel. Now, I've brought you here because I want to talk about that word weaker vessel. You know, we have two school of thought, some people that run away from the world and say what a man can do, a woman can do better. Or another extreme of people that say the women are weaker vessel. No, no, that's not what the scripture is saying here. Number one, you have to read that scripture in context. In fact, the first thing he said there is likewise, you husband, dwell with them according to knowledge, given honor unto the wife. So, the scripture talking about the wife, and understand in this particular case, is talking about a relationship, a husband-wife relationship. And the context in which he's talking about the wife as a weaker vessel the contest is actually not about the weakness. The contest is actually about the man giving honor unto the wife. It's not you using that as a, an opportunity to, to, to oppress and to afflict. No, 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 no. It's in the context of the husband dwelling with the wife according to knowledge and the husband giving honor unto the wife. Look, this is why we don't put both a man and a woman on football on football field. We don't put a, 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 a woman and a man to play against each other in long tennis. Now we can have mixed. We don't tell a man and a woman to run the same 100 meter. It's not because the woman are of any inferior quality than the man. It's because, because of our body. 
because of the body that we have, because there is a male body and there is a female body, that body confer some advantage in some area and some disadvantage in some area in the realm of the physical. In the realm of the physical. And it is absolutely an unnecessary confusion for you to put somebody that is genetically male and put them in a female spot. That human being will have an advantage over the people that are biologically female. The Bible says here, likewise you husband, dwell with them according to knowledge, given honor. Now when we break down, when we, when, we break, when we refuse to understand this distinction, when we refuse to acknowledge this distinction, what invariably hap- happens is dishonor to the female gender. And remember here, we are talking about generally. Listen, I know some females that are much more stronger than me. We're not talking about generally. We are talking about, you know, proportional. When we compare, you know, people that are proportional to each other, when we look at the the female at the top end of their game, 100 meter dash, the male at the top of their game, 100 meter dash. No, the woman will not run as fast as the man. It's not because the man is any more superior is just because his body gave him advantage in that physical and I'm stressing that in that physical spot so when the Bible talks about the weaker vessel let's understand this the, the word weaker actually first of all says that both the body of the man and the body of the woman is weak you can't say something is weaker that means the first one is weak so that is the first thing you need to understand. You know, the Bible often compares the body of a man to a vessel. And what he's saying, first of all, is that our physical body, this body that we are carrying now, the first thing is that this body, whether it is the body of a male, whether it's the body of a female, is weak. That's the first thing. The body of the female cannot be weaker if the body of the male is not weak. So that's the first thing. But the second thing is that when the Bible calls the woman, a, phys- a weaker verse, is talking about, and I'm stressing it, physical body, not that she's feeble in capacity or inferior mental endowment. No, that's not what he's saying. Remember, the gender identity is limited to our physical body, not our mind, not our intelligence, not our, 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 our will, not our emotion. Now, the physical, and this is important, the physical part can exert influence on our emotion can exert influence on our soul yes and I've, I've mentioned that that what happens to one part of our body can actually exert influence on another part of our body but understand that when the bible called the woman the weaker vessels it's not talking about the fact that she is of feeble feebler capacity or inferior mental uh, endowment but that she is more tender and delicate more tender and delicate, less capable to endure fatigue and toil. Not that she cannot endure fatigue and toil. I mean, go and go and ask Serena Williams. <laughs> go and ask all our you know female that lift weight. Not that they cannot do it, but when you when you compare them with their with their colleague in the same sport, yes, they have less capability. Yes, they have less in that in that uh, discipline. Yes. That is true. And remember what we are saying. We are talking about generically. We are talking about generally. 
And the Bible says that because of that, and remember the reason why that is so is because they are much more complex and they are much more delicately made. It's because they are more beautiful. <laughs> it's because they, 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 they are much more complexly made because of the work that they have to do essentially and particularly and primarily as it has to do with reproduction and all the other things that attend to that. Their hip bones are different because of the possibility of having babies, their hormones that run through their body every month because of that same possibility and because of that, that has you know, incur upon them a certain, you know, uh, limitation with respect to their physical activity. I'm not going to say physical activity, you understand what I'm saying, it's physical sport. As such, she must be treated with special attention, the Bible says, with honor. This is why most men and female sport differ. And what, 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 I am, what I am establishing today is understand, number one, that when the Bible talks about the weaker vessel, understand what the Bible is saying, put it in context. She may have mental endowment equal to a man's mental endowment. She may have more qualities in every way superior to the man. But the God of nature has made her with more delicate frame, more fragile structure, and with a body more delicate than that hard frame of a man. And this is the reason why, look, you can walk down the street and you can see men fighting with men. Most people will not bother. But if you see a man beating a woman, or if you see a man beating a child, or if you see, see a man, you know, beating a vulnerable people, there's something in us that just say that is not right. Because you are taking undue advantage. And people would say something like, take on somebody of your own size. So what I'm saying is this. So the first thing is that this whole thing of gender is very important. God created two genders, not three, not four. God created male and female. God created he and she. Number two, that actually our gender is primarily limited to our physical body. And yes, the whole process of that can exert effect on our soul in the sense of our emotion because of the hormone that runs through our body. But primarily, we are, we are gender in our body. And that spiritually, you know, like we read in Christ Jesus, there's no male, there's no female. The Lord Jesus told those, those Sadducees, Look, you're in error. When we get to heaven, there's no male, there's no female. They are not going to, we are not going to marry there. Gender is limited to this part of eternity. Okay? They're limited to this part of eternity. So that, that's the second thing I've, I've said. But the third thing I've said is that, so number one, God created gender. There are only two genders. Gender is limited to this part of heaven. Number three, and when the Bible talks about the, f the female gender being a weaker vessel, it's basically talking about the limitation that their body, you know, put on them because of their physique. It's not that they are weak in themselves. It's not that they are emotionally weak. It's not that they are mentally weak. It's not that the man have any particular advantage over them. No. But because of their body, there are some physical, you know, limitation. Let me put it that way. Okay, and that is what the Bible says over there. And we need to appreciate that. And we need to understand that. But most importantly is that God created them male and female. Now, we are going to move on. We, we have to stop now. We, we've, talked, we've basically talked about physique now, physical body. We're going to talk about sexuality now. I've, I've moved into that a little bit 
we're going to talk about sexuality. What is sexuality? Because one of the things you need to understand is that God made sexuality the core of human experience. God made them male and female. And maleness and femaleness is fast is far much more than just sex. And that is some of the things we are going to be looking at by the grace of God. And we are going to look at the implication of some of this thing. I mean, all this thing I'm talking about, there are some eternal implication of this thing. But understand that this is the story. And if you are listening to me today and you are not, you, you are still doing your own thing. You don't, you've not run to Jesus to save you. I want you to know that your life does not end when you die. And that's what we are saying. Whether your body is a, phys- a male body or your body is a female body, at death that body will drop. Or when if Jesus comes, it will drop and your soul and the spirit will fly and go back to God. The question is where will you spend eternity? And where you spend eternity depends on who your Savior is. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. You can come to him now, number one, Accept that you are a sinner, that you can't save yourself, that you need help, and he will help you. Then receive his gift of salvation. He died so that you won't die. Then receive him as your Lord and Savior, and he will come. He will make you a daughter, a son. He will make you a child in his family, a member in his kingdom, and you will spend eternity with him in the new heaven and new heart. We sincerely invite you to check out our teachings on YouTube Maranatha Teaching Channel. They will bless you. Thank you.